We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right. Welcome, Peacock Nation, to an all-new episode of Come On Down, the Game Show Podcast. And you're listening to this when the St. Peter's Peacocks have either made the Final Four or been eliminated. Correct. Hopefully they have made the Final Four because I ordered a sweatshirt and it is still four days away. I thought you paid for expedited shipping. Yeah. So the $30 you paid for expedited shipping didn't guarantee that it was going to get here within five days? Yeah. But these two days don't count. You never count Saturday, Sunday, and shipping days. I do. I think if something says a day, an, an amount of days, I count all the days. I don't just skip over days. Unless I think it's that's USPS, kind of you have to skip Sundays. That's legal. You want to know something that just happened with my wife? I don't know. Is she, she going to need to fact check this story? Um, no, I don't think she is. I think I've got the facts here properly. Okay. So she had uh, a prescription coming from CVS in the mail, which mm-hmm. I guess you can do. Yeah, I can, uh, they do free shipping, right? Okay, I guess. Uh, so don't really has, know the facts of the story. Yeah, me okay. neither. So she has a recurring shipment that comes from CVS through the mail. Mm-hmm. And it said... For it, anti-explosive diarrhea medicine. Yes. And it shipped on like March 14th or something like that. Yep, long time ago. And yeah, so that's a few weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. And... We're like, well, that's not right because the CVS, uh, you know, I can walk to it in about 20 minutes. And yet you did get it shipped for some reason. I, hey, listen, this wasn't me. This was my wife. Let's remember. And so she calls the CVS yesterday. Good luck getting to the pharmacy. And yeah, it took like 20 minutes on hold to talk to the pharmacy and then said, hey, uh, yeah, this says shipped on March 14th. I don't have it. This is like the second time this this has happened. Can I've you, had diarrhea the past four days in she's, a row. She's been pooping nonstop. Can you just send me another one? And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, I think you've got to call uh, the postal service. <laughs> she was like, what? And they're like, yeah, I would just call USPS. I'm almost positive they do not have a phone number. <laughs> right? And she was like, can't you just send me another one? And they're like, well, we already sent you one. And it was like. Okay, every single other package that I ever order arrives at my house. Right. This is the second time in six months for some reason my CVS order has not arrived at my house. And that's, you're you're blaming the post office for that. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, there's really nothing we can do about it. And she was like, send me another one. And they were like, that's really not our policy. They can't do it. They've already said that four times to her. They can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, so that was. I don't think we're going to be doing the CVS at home delivery anymore. Sucks. CVS, where you'll maybe get your. What if that was like literally like a life saving drug for her or something? Yeah, probably wouldn't have got it shipped then. Probably would have picked it up. <laughs> wow. All right. You're about to get fact checked hard. <laughs> I just want to warn you. Okay. There's going to be some serious fact checking That's going fair. on. Bring it. So, um,. Today, we've got a game show to talk about. Mm-hmm. We've got, oh man, so many other things to talk about. A lot of stuff going on in the world yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, March Madness, mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Actually, I can't think of anything else going on. It is March Madness. Yeah. And we're just we're talking about the political socioeconomic whoa, status, not whoa. the tournament. Um, I guess we've got a sponsor. We do to get into. Open it up. I opened it up. Should I read it now? You begin. Okay. We usually do real advertisements during this segment, but we finally have a legitimate ad. We're both pumped to have one of the most respected shoemakers mm. in the industry as our sponsor mm, today. I see here. When you need a dependable, dapper, and all-around dope shoe, there's only one website you need to visit, www.floorshime.com. Floorshime hosts a wide array of comfortable and stylish shoes from dress shoes to sneakers and everything in between. From material selection to stitching, they pay close attention to the smallest details. They know you care just as much as they do. This isn't just any normal shoe company. Started in 1892 by Milton Florsheim, mm. the company adopted a unique philosophy. Never change. Ever. When all the other companies around them began to adapt to a changing environment and advancement in material construction and durability, Milton vowed to stay the same. You can rest assured that your shoes will be crafted from materials that haven't changed since 1892. String used for stitching? 1892. Rubber sole? 1892. Shoe glue? 1892. I have a pair of the Postino Capto light brown shoes, and I absolutely love them. I haven't had any issues, and I fully and unequivocally recommend these shoes to everyone. Floorsheim Shoes Company. We can 100% guarantee these shoes will not explode in the middle of a wedding. Whoa. That's weird, because... So you fully recommend these shoes to everybody. You know what? Here's the thing. Because you said it. This is... Because you just said it. This is an interesting conundrum that I've run into. Is it? It's an interesting conundrum. Mm -hmm. Is that yesterday, I was actually at a wedding. Right. And a few years ago, maybe three, let's say. Okay. (laughs) I had gone searching for some nice uh, brogues. Some nice brogued Mm -hmm. dress shoes. Brown. Found found some recommendations for uh, Floorshine. Ooh. Um, you know, well-established. What a coincidence. Um, 18, they, did you know they started in 1892? started in 1892. Yeah. Um, fairly, uh, you know, high-priced, I would say. But I, I guess dress shoes probably go for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah, I wouldn't say high-priced. <clears> but, but not cheap. Definitely, yeah, for sure. Not cheap. Um, and It's because it's good quality. You're paying for the right, quality. Right, you're paying for the, the quality. And so... In the, you know, these are dress shoes. I don't dress up super often. So in the time that I've owned these, I've probably worn them in the five to ten times range. And yesterday, Mm -hmm. I was wearing them and I... At a wedding? At a wedding. So you were wearing them for the tagline that they specifically yes, say exactly, for Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay. Well, and then, you know, 100% guarantee these shoes will not explode uh-huh. uh, in the middle of a wedding. Sure. And we were taking some photos and I was turning around to uh, get into a position for a photo. Was it sort of an army turn where you had a, 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 a whole bunch of weight on one shoe? No, not really. Did the not really. I turned around and so like my my left foot kind of bumped into my right foot. And I guess my left heel stepped down on like the very corner of my right shoe. In okay. the process. Very confusing, but sure. I kind of here I'll show you. I can't show the people, but like I was turning out this way, and so I kind of like went like that as I was turning. Okay. Like, clipped it right there. So you stepped onto your shoe with your left heel. Yes. Okay. So and, it was an uneven yeah, and surface. When I went to raise my right foot from underneath the little the little half inch that my left heel was on top of it, mm-hmm. um, 
the sole just fucking ripped off of the shoe. But I can see here that you were stepping on it. So why would you lift your foot if you were stepping on <laughs> it? You know what? That it? was my bad. It does sound like that was, you just. I guess that was my bad. And then I looked. So it was like the trim around the sole that ripped off. Like along the Honestly, outside edge. We have a green screen. I highly recommend. I'm going to show some photos of this. Up the photo of this because they're they're in my trash can now. But and of course, put on the first show the first photo of you posing, right. uh-huh. and then say two seconds later, and then put up the sh- the picture of the busted shoe. <laughs> okay, so this will be me at the wedding, then the busted shoe, and the bottom like the and then I looked at the other shoe, my left shoe also, and the sole had tons of like spiderweb cracks in it and there was a little hole even mm. of like missing soul like these souls just broke down i think what happened my theory is i wore them to a wedding that was in a backyard and the quote-unquote dance floor was like a pool deck so i'm wondering if like yeah. you're not supposed to be dancing on pool decks but uh yeah floor shine get your fucking shit together but also thank I'll you probably for, buy another but pair, also though. thank you for sponsoring the yeah, podcast I'll probably buy another pair they look nice they look fine they look like every other dress shoe I don't know why you would buy those again because you can get that exact style in a company that uses materials that aren't from 1892 because they're our sponsor dude chill the fuck oh, out sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> alright today we're going to be talking about a game show that is called Blockbusters yes and it is a very misleading title it's all about movies big summer hits yep. Um, and it's but it's always a Spider-Man movie. Yes. Because now are there four there are forty of them. Correct. So you have to guess which Which Spider Man, which actor is playing Spider-Man. Uh-huh. And is you it... only get a picture of the actor in Spider-Man character. <laughs> you, so you have you to know the, the minute details between yeah. the And there are differences, and I bet are. you I could identify them, to be honest with you, as sad as that is. At least between Tom Holland, Toby Maguire, and Andrew Garfield. Okay. And a cartoon. I think I could tell which one was a cartoon. We were not going to use Miles Morales. Well, I think everybody could tell which one he is. In the suit? Yeah, because he's listening to rap music. Also, his suit is kind of like sweatshirts at the very beginning. Yeah, that is true. He's he's really half-assing it a little bit. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's a child. Well, yeah, of course. And there's uh, Jake Johnson. And Jake Gyllenhaal? No, he's a bad guy in Spider-Man. Anyway... Now that you're all caught up on Spider-Man, yeah, Blockbusters is a game show that uh, has nothing to do with movies whatsoever, at just all. to be clear. At all. Um, we're going to get into why the name is what it is, and by that I mean I don't fucking know, and I couldn't find any good answer for it on the internet. This was before Blockbuster, right? This, uh, yeah, this was before Blockbuster Video existed. Blockbuster was what? Early not or late not eighties. I think it was mid eighties. It was mid eighties. It was mid eighties when it first. Well, this was eighty six eighties. This originally started in nineteen eighty. Got it. Um, yeah, Blockbuster Video existed after this show did. Okay, and now doesn't. Well, there's one Blockbuster left. Have you watched the last Blockbuster? October nineteenth, nineteen eighty five. It was yeah. founded in Dallas. Look at and I fucking mid eighties. I couldn't have I gotten know more that. mid if I tried. Well, it was not really mid eighties because it was October, so it was the tail end of eighty five. Okay. Um, I have seen the last Blockbuster. Ironically, on Netflix. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, you have to have it on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's really like a a celebratory 
show for Netflix, I think. For sure. You're dancing on the grave exactly. of your competitor. Exactly. The thing about Blockbuster, for those of you that are too young to remember, mm-hmm. uh, Blockbuster Video was a video rental chain across the whole country, like every corner. It was like Starbucks. That's exactly what I was going to say. But you could get movies from it. Yes. And, and you if had you to, didn't return the movie, it would have cost you 17 Starbucks. Yes. Starbucks and medium. There coffees. were late fees and they were significant. And uh, back before DVDs when they had VHS, because I, I would guess from about 1985 until 1999, 100% of their business was VHS rentals. Mm-hmm. You had to rewind it mm. before you returned it or you got charged for that also, yeah. a rewinding fee. So that... That term, rewinding, is going to be obsolete. Uh, almost is obsolete. It's funny. It's fun. There, there go are lo- back is what I would say. Right. On there, YouTube. Go back. Go back. Uh, a there couple. are a lot of terms that are you know still in use today. Maybe we've talked about this before. Where the original. What do our producers say? No, we haven't. Talked oh, okay. About this before. Okay. Um, where the original term uh, meant something very specific. And now it's still in use, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a colloquial meaning now. Like, yeah. like rewinding was called that because there was a tape that the audio or video was on, mm-hmm. and you had to wind that tape around a little ring in order to move backwards to that point that you wanted to watch yeah. or hear. And so that's why it was called rewinding. And now... Um, it's still called rewinding. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you rewind that video, but, but when it, you're not winding time, anything. When's the last time you said rewind that? Uh, I'd probably say it still. In what context? Like if you're watching something, uh, rewind that real quick. I missed it or something. And then, and then they go, what? Go, what do you mean? There's nothing to wind. There's no, there's no, there's no tape to wind here. And it is interesting because fast forward <laughs> has always been fast forward and it's still... Perfectly applicable. Yeah. You go forward quickly. Fast right. forward. Fast forward. Fast forward through this bullshit. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, you probably have. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, this show had nothing to do with Blockbuster, the video rental chain right. yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it's I, a fun walk through memory lane. There, I feel like there should be some lawsuits there. And I will represent whichever side reaches out first. Right. Um, and the last blockbuster is in Oregon somewhere. I can't remember exactly where, but it's in Oregon. It's run by an entire family. I really, my brother told me he was moving to Portland at one point. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. I can't wait to come visit you and go to the last blockbuster. It's in Bend, Oregon, which is actually like an hour and a half. Maybe and guys, hours. it opens soon. Okay, hell yeah. Uh, which is maybe an hour and a half or two hours away from Portland. Which I was like, well, I guess I'll have to make a road trip out of it. But uh, then my brother was a liar and did not move to Portland. <laughs> what an asshole. So he moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma instead. Which is so far away from the last blockbuster. It's really, it really is. It's really of no help to me whatsoever. Yeah, yep. So um, this show premiered in 1980 on NBC. It was a Goodson Todman production. Home of Paramount Press. No, it's not. You sure? Paramount owns CBS, just to be clear. And that is different from NBC. Also, you said Paramount Press. (laughs) It's the new. So, it's they came out with a new car, 
and they're trying to fight the Prius, and it's called it's the, the Paramount, Paramount Press. Press. Okay, that makes it. Now that you've clarified that, I understand. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and it. Um, let's see. What does it do? It only plays Peacock inside, <laughs> <laughs> so that you can watch MacGruber, the new MacGruber series. Right. Yeah. So it premiered in 1980 on NBC. It was a Goodson Todman production. They produced like, I don't know, half of all game shows in existence, mm-hmm. maybe more. Um. It was hosted by Bill Cullen, and he, of course, was the host of To Tell the Truth, mm-hmm. I've Got a Secret, uh, other game shows that were 30 years before this one. He was known as um, the Dean of Game Shows. Did you know that was his nickname? Hmm. Not a very good nickname? The Dean. Because the Dean usually is like kind of a hard ass. Yeah, or... like enforcing the rules right bill cullen seemed like a very chill he's a pretty back, chill dude yeah older man yeah. i would say he's more of the grandpa the grandpa of game shows of game but shows. not in the 50s he was more of like the the cool dad of game shows back then okay so he was the re rewound grandpa <laughs> there you go of game shows. rewind it um interestingly enough this show got him his first ever emmy nomination for uh best game show host i that is absolutely well deserved you know when you're the dean you got to get some respect put on that name yeah uh yeah he hosted from 1980 to 82 there was a reboot in 87 also on nbc hosted by bill rafferty i think he hosted one of the versions of the joker's wild he he's kind of known for just hosting a few syndicated versions of a few game shows back in the 80s he's uh also dead now right and he that's what they called <clears throat> the dead host the dead host of game, of game shows the, de- the host who will die in 2012 sure the fast forward forward dead host of game shows that was good so this show premiered like i said in 1980 on nbc it along with another game show called las vegas gambit were that's my favorite x-men <laughs> yeah uh it's he's he's like uh gambit but just a little plays a little looser with the rules well what it is is it's a guy gambit already has playing cards i guess yeah it's oh yeah it's a guy who's at a bar in a las vegas hotel looking for shrooms and he's and he is uh sullen and disheveled and he has lost everything at the table wow and he's like i used to be somebody Yeah, the only three issues of that comic exist. For, it, it didn't didn't go very far. I thought it was cool how he had LeVar <laughs> Burton eyes and was able to... <laughs> LeVar Burton eyes. Yeah, he had the thing, the LeVar Burton reading rainbow yeah. thing. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so, uh, you the mean LeVar Burton Star Trek? reading rainbow? <laughs> Star Trek, I think. <laughs> you would scare the <clears throat> shit out of kids if you wore that reading box <laughs> to them. So, it, along with Las Vegas Gambit, premiered on NBC as a replacement for The David Letterman Show, which I think we've talked about briefly on here before. uh, Well, he was a contestant on a a game show. He he was on um, a lot of the, like... Celebrity panel yeah. shows in in the late seventies, early eighties. Maybe he was on. Probably, um, and so the David Letterman show was a short lived, like four month long, NBC <clears throat> daytime talk show. And the thing about it was that David Letterman used it to do David Letterman stuff. He did not 
do it to to cater to oh this is on at 11 a.m yeah uh and the housewives are watching it he just did i'm gonna do david letterman comedy stuff okay you know he was had kind of recently become a really big stand-up comic he you know um was on several appearances on the tonight show this was back when whenever the tonight show host johnny carson at the time would be out for a bit i guess they didn't really have rerun technology at the time was the problem so like now if jimmy fallon is goes on two weeks vacation Mm -hmm. they just run Two weeks of older Jimmy Fallon episodes. Right. Or they run one week and they rewind it and then they run that same week. Okay. We get it. Rewind. Call back sick. So. <laughs> I'm going to do so many more now. So much rewind is happening in this show. So. And if you. In case you've missed any of it so far. Rewind can, it and uh, listen to yeah. it again. So. They. When Johnny Carson had to be out. They would have guest hosts and continue doing new. Uh live shows Mm -hmm. and so he would fill in for carson and nbc was like all right we got to lock this guy down let's give him a A daytime show yes and he just did like late night comedy in the middle of the day and the audiences that were watching weren't super receptive to that it was wrong timing read your audience so it got canceled after four months they ended up paying him a million dollars to not do a show for any other network for a year Hell after yeah. that. Hell yeah. And then they started Late Night with David Letterman for after the Tonight Show. How much that. did you get paid when you were unemployed? <clears throat> Nothing. You you didn't get paid anything? No, no. NBC did not pay me anything to be unemployed. You were probably doing uh, late night copywriting for uh, daytime television That shows. was the problem. That was, that the was your issue. Problem. Yeah. So, <clears throat> interestingly enough... When the the whole, Johnny Carson retired, Jay Leno was named the host. There's a lot of controversy there that Letterman did hey, not hey, get ahead. the job, uh, and so he, in uh, in some fit of anger, left and started a competing show on CBS. And they still called it the David Letterman Show. Um, they actually called it uh, the Late Show with David Letterman. Pretty close. And. So, interestingly enough, what happened was NBC owned Late Night with David Letterman. However, the David Letterman show that aired in 1980 on NBC Daytime, David Letterman exclusively owned the David Letterman show. Mm. So, there were a lot of things like stupid human tricks um, and whatever the wacky local news uh, bits that he then later brought over to late night with David Letterman Mm -hmm. that when he went to CBS, NBC tried to sue to stop him from using uh, some of the bits that he had done on late night. Yeah. And because he started them on the David Letterman show, the daytime show that he owned exclusive rights to, he owned the exclusive rights to all those bits. So he was able to take them with him to cbs when he did like i remember when suck it NBC. when conan got fired uh from the tonight show yeah and he started his own uh, tbs show i remember there's a lot of controversy like oh well the masturbating bear and in the year 2000 those were all things that were created on late night so nbc 
wouldn't let him bring those over to his new show on TBS or whatever. Make I remember I remember that being a controversy. Um, and so they had like the self-pleasuring panda instead hmm. and things like that. Um, so, but David Letterman, because he owned the rights to the show that only aired for four months, he was able to keep most of those bits and bring them with him to CBS. Anyway, um, Blockbusters replaced the David Letterman show. Hmm. And Bill Cullen, uh, he actually, he was able to keep some of his bits. Um, like he had a uh, a whole bit where like a, a child predator would come in and just start grabbing people in the audience. Whoa. And so he was able to bring, he owned that from To Tell the Truth. So he was able to bring that over to Blockbusters. And it wasn't weird though, because it was a child predator and the audience was adults. Exactly. So it wasn't exactly. like, Don't this worry guy wasn't getting it. pleasure from no, it. He exactly. was just like, was this just, is what I do. That's why it was funny. That's Muscle why it was memory. funny because he didn't, he didn't get any joy from right. it. Right. It was like the it audience. Was, the joke was at his expense, honestly. Yeah. It was more of a shaming mm. technique. Yes. So... <laughs> The way the game worked, aside from the child predator part, sure. The way that this game show worked, blockbusters, was that there was hexagons. <laughs> I think that's the most important thing. It is very important to know that <laughs> the show has block as sort of the root part of the word uh-huh. there, and but if you mess around the letters, you will get hexagon. A hexagon. It's an anagram or whatever. Right. So um, there was a board full of hexagons that went five across and four up and down Mm -hmm. and they were they were hexagons that were they were pointy on the side not on the top the flat part was on the top the pointy part was on the side Mm -hmm. so the um horizontally they weren't a straight line they were squiggly yeah squiggly across more of a what's that style of uh walkway called where it's it's like uh shapes of concrete it's like little blocks but they're not blocks and they make a path oh like a cobblestone yeah yeah so this show would have made more sense if it was called called cobblestoners cobblestoners so the each of the hexagons had a different letter inside of it and i'll get back to how that comes into play in just a second because we've got to set up the weirdest aspect of the game to me yeah is that there were two competing contestants in the show. However, sort of. there was a solo contestant yep. versus a pair of family members. Yes. So it was two versus one. Mm-hmm. Every single episode was a pair of contestants that were family members versus a solo contestant. Sure. Uh, my initial notes were solo player versus family pair seems unfair. Mm-hmm. Ooh, good rhyme. Uh, yeah, uh, but they but they they did t- say yeah. that the IQ of both <laughs> of the family members equaled the IQ of the contestant. So it was sort of a oh, it's not two brains versus one; it's just two very dull brains versus. I one. did feel like I saw that playing out in the episodes I watched. So. <laughs> um the the way that they mitigate for this imbalance Mm -hmm. is that as i mentioned it was five five across and four up and down on the hexagons the goal was to make a chain that went if you are the family pair across horizontally Mm -hmm. so five and if you were the solo 
um, up and down, a line up and down from the top to the bottom. So you only needed four. Mm. Um, you, each line could be longer technically if you were kind of going Snaking winding it. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but the mac the minimum was five for the family pair, and the minimum was four for the solo contestant. <clears throat> and the reason that there were letters inside of each of these hexagons was that the letter was the first letter of the answer yeah. to the question that was asked. And you buzzed in, and if you were the contestant that got the answer right, you got that block, that well, hexagon. Hexagon, yeah. You got that hexagon. And again, the goal is to uh, wiggle your way from one end to the other. Mm-hmm. And the way that they got the name which again feels like such a stretch to me. Yeah. Is that if you are able if somebody if you know the person who gets it right is able to choose what letter they want to move to next and if you are able to stop them and change that hexagon to your color, yeah. you've blocked them. Sure, that's half of it. Right. I don't understand where the busters came from. I still have no mm. idea where the busters you came from. You blocked the chain and you busted <laughs> the streak. Or maybe is it like if you got blocked now, so like because of the way the hexagon was shaped, you could technically go to two different spaces to continue moving across. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you got blocked in one space, but then you still managed to get around it, you were busting that block. Oh, you tried to block me? Well, I busted your block right here. Mm, okay. I'm getting around you. Got it. I don't like the name still. I mean, it makes I'll more tell sense. You I don't like it. It makes more uh, sense when you say that. That's the... Like, I googled like several different variations of why is the game show Blockbusters called Blockbusters? Yeah. And could not get any good answers. Really? It's very upsetting. So... I'll find it right now. Okay. So that is the determination that I've come to of that's why it was called that. Got it. So one thing I noticed that was interesting to me was, so this show is on Buzzer on Amazon Prime. Yeah, so yeah. you can watch it at home. And when I pulled up an episode, it pulled up in the top corner the the rating at the beginning. Oh, no. And it said TV rated TVG. Okay, so for children. And then it said language, comma, nudity. And I thought this game show is gonna be fucking great. Where's the? Of course, you wanted the nudity. I mean, I know, I'm I so glad I didn't watch this in a crowded coffee shop. <laughs> there was no language or nudity to my recollection. Hmm, it was very interesting. Uh, so Amazon, get your shit together. I guess is what I'm trying to say here. So um, I still think, by the way, they so the the two they need to get five across. The one needs to get four up and down. Mm-hmm. I still think that's not a fair balance. Like two people in it's theory times. should be twice as good. Yeah. You should only have to do two and a half honeycomb. <laughs> yeah. Honeycomb two and a half honeycomb. Honeycomb hexes. Um, I also wrote, why couldn't they just make it five by five or something and not have uneven teams? Yeah. Because it seemed like there was no good reason for there to be two versus one. Well, I bet it was somebody who like, was like, we did, need, we need. They only had the technology to build a board that was five by four. <laughs> and they were like, well, we've got this board. What do we do with it? Like, we we know we, we need to stand out from every other game show. Okay, we'll do. Here's the thing. We'll 
title it something that makes no sense with the game. Okay, uh-huh. Nailed it. But yes. we need something. That we, ah, 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 we need something wow. else. Oh, something uh-huh. else. What's the thing? Uh-huh. What's the thing? Wow. What family members. <laughs> family members. Two family members versus a stranger. <laughs> and they did it. Boy, did they do it. So um, the the way the questions were phrased made me laugh and uncomfortable <laughs> a couple times. Because so it would have um, a P. And you would say, uh, let's go to the P. Peacock. And the then... And then he would say, um, what P is a streaming service owned by NBC Universal? Paramount Plus. <laughs> Peacock. It's Peacock. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, You're talking about St. Peter's. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then sometimes you'd say, let's go to the N. And he would say, what N once told a press conference? Oh, no. <laughs> and, and there were there were two times in episodes where he said what n blah 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 and he was talking about a person and both times oh no it uh, it made me really uh, uncomfortable for a second yeah because my mind went to a different place immediately sure um, luckily both times the answer was a white person thank God <laughs> so, thank God I thought oh man that that cracked me up what n whoa dude. 1980. Gee, I see why this was rated for language now. Yeah, and the nudity still is. We can't figure that out. The nudity. We'll, we'll no, there that. was one. Uh, actually, it was. This might have covered both of them, because it was. What n, uh, did Barbara Eden have to cover up, to avoid censorship on "I Dream of Jeannie"? Nipple. Navel. Oh. I. I also immediately went to nipple when they talked about censorship. But then, yeah, I guess she had to wear her skirt up because belly buttons were fucking hot. hot. It's basically... I get so hard. It's basically just a a a higher vagina. (laughs) Yeah. And it fits my penis in it just the same. Yeah. Have you ever had hair inside of your... Like uh, growing inside of it? No, not growing, but like... I guess you're not like a hairy individual, but... I will sometimes I have hair growing around my belly button. Have, you've never had, have you ever cleaned out your belly button? Yeah, it's gross. It is gross. It smells so bad. <laughs> I don't know that I. You know what was smell, weird? But, you know what's weird is uh, when it, it had been a while. Oh God! I had not cleaned out my belly button. <laughs> oh, no. And every time my dog, what Bo, laid on my huh? lap, he would like <laughs> sniff your belly button right in my belly button. And I was like, that's a weird. It was like an intense sniffing, and I was like, that's a weird place to be and then i cleaned it out and it was disgusting and i was like oh dogs can smell like cancer and bad belly buttons (laughs) those are the two things they're like you've got cancer and your belly button smells like shit you need to clean that (laughs) and you're more upset about the belly button yeah because what if somebody else smells that yeah yeah that's a good point somebody else can't smell my cancer so um you had to get, like I said, five across or four up and down, and the first person or team, team. to do that would win $500 in the game. Sweet. And it was best of three. So you had to win twice in order to win the show. Okay. Um, and the way the mechanics of this worked changed slightly during uh, the run of the show, but for the majority of it, after 
the winner won two games, so they're at a thousand bucks of winning now. Now they can also win five thousand dollars in the bonus game gold run and they only have to denounce their family member <laughs> they have to kill the other family member mm-hmm. and choose a new one to replace them for the next game right um it was called gold run and i thought that's weird why isn't it called gold rush and then uh, i found out that originally it was and then, and then there was some sort of like california le- legal issue yeah i don't know and they changed it to gold run uh which just sounds a little weird but it was basically the board of hexagons was now all gold and sure. you had to obviously obvious right and you had to go across from left to right uh starting with something on the left row um but they now all had two or more sometimes letters within the hexagons sometimes four sometimes four yeah typically I, song titles yeah and so it was multi-word answers um and they're representing each for you know initial of those words yeah gotta get that gold um and the you had one minute to make it from one side to the other if you miss a question uh that block turns black and it's now blocking you off as if in the main games the other team had gotten a question right Mm -hmm. um and you're trying to get to all the way to the right side within 60 seconds so if you miss it you've got to choose another uh blank to hop on to. hop on to the to other hop, top over two honeycomb and hopefully if you missed two that are a continuation of the one that you're at you've now got to go back a space basically uh, because you're fully blocked off from advancing that one forward you've wasted time you have wasted time. Don't get the questions wrong. That's my advice. Yeah. My strategy on this game, I would be so good because I would just not get the questions wrong. Right. You would also be good as an NBA coach. Yes, because I would tell them to not miss the shots. Correct. So um, if you were able to do that within 60 seconds, you won a $5,000 bonus. Mm. And then you are the defending champion. You face a new challenger. Whether if you're a solo person, you face a new family pair. Team. Or if you are a family pair, you face a new Solo person who's totally outmatched. However, however, I will say, I was watching an episode and um, the family pair won and they brought on a new contestant, a new solo contestant, and her name was Evelyn Evelyn. That's not. Her name was Evelyn Evelyn. And she explained to us that she was born Evelyn Martinez. Yeah. And then she married a guy named Dan Evelyn. Ooh. And her name became Evelyn Evelyn. And that was the only option in the 80s was to take your husband's name. There Correct. was no other option. Correct. That is true. Um, and so she was also maybe the ditziest person I've ever seen on a game show. Oh, man. I hope she won the episode. She did not. Okay. Um, she did, however, multiple times... Just buzz in at random points. <laughs> like there the family pair had, you know, was like three time defending champions at this point, And they were always buzzing in halfway through the question when they knew the answer, mm-hmm. you know, doing a good job of that. And so when Evelyn came on, Bill Cullen was like, I guess my advice to you is be quick on that buzzer. And so the the game starts with a randomly chosen letter somewhere on the board because mm-hmm. nobody's in control of the board yet. And so Bill Cullen goes, all right, we're going to start with the M. This, and then she just buzzes in. What'd she say? And she's like, oh, uh, I, I, sorry. And he was like, 
Um, okay, I get. Yeah, that was quick. Uh, I get. Well, let's wipe that off the board and start over. They started over for uh-huh. her. Uh huh. Wow. And she did that again a few questions later. Yes. Before he even said this this time, it was like, "All right, we're gonna go to the P." And she's like, "Beep." Phosphorus. Phosphorus. That was actually right. That oh was my. The, that was the correct yeah. answer. Yeah. Um. Interesting strategy. Yeah. So she she struggled. She struggled with the game a little bit. She knew some of the answers, but she was just very, very ditzy. Like, not necessarily dumb, but super ditzy. You know the phrasing when people say, oh, man, yeah, I was on, I was, or I'm struggle bus, or I was uh, on the struggle bus. Uh-huh. What does that mean? <laughs> Why? I was just curious, because we were talking about struggle. <laughs> what, is what does you that said mean? struggle, and I just don't understand what that means. It means you're struggling a lot right now. But what is a struggle bus? It's a bus full of people that are just struggling. <laughs> just having... Ooh. But not the driver. The driver's no, normal. The driver's fine. He's going on down the road. No issues whatsoever. Yeah. But all the people on the bus are struggling. Yeah. Like one guy's like... God, the IRS audited me. And this is a real bus, just to be clear. Of course. This is, in most major cities, there uh-huh. is a struggle bus. Right. You can hop on it, and it just kind of does a loop. Um, <laughs> you you work, work out it's, your struggles. It's sort of a therapy situation. Exactly. Where everybody just kind of gets to talk about their struggles. Exactly. And then you hop off, and then I guess you're not on the struggle bus anymore? Uh, yeah, I guess not. Hmm. So I noticed when um, Evelyn Evelyn lost... Uh, they said, oh, and you'll get some nice consolation prizes. And then at the end of the episode, I guess they were showing the consolation prizes. Yeah. A sleeve of Dixie cups. Whoa. Dixie cups. Did you ever have a Dixie cup dispenser? In our bathroom. Yes, we also did in our bathroom. Yeah. We had a little Dixie cup dispenser, and I guess we would use it And to- I used it to pee in. I never cup. liked I never liked the splashback. So I would pee in the Dixie cup and pour and I had, you, only and I had to, you only had a Dixie cup amount of had, pee. No, I had to pinch off, pour it out, <laughs> oh, God. and then re continue the process. Yeah, we had a Dixie cup dispenser and I guess it was for rinsing your mouth after you brush your teeth. Was that the idea yeah. behind it? Yeah. Or pee. <laughs> or for peeing. When was the last time you saw a Dixie cup, however? Uh, you know. 1993 yeah <laughs> yeah yeah or like um probably what was that one uh fuck jerry remember that the, the instagram account yeah their color scheme at the beginning was that Dixie oh Cup that color design scheme. with the green and the pink is that what it, or purple and green something yeah like that? yeah the, yeah green was in it for sure yeah the kind of interlocking grunge brush looking yes and so thing. that was the last time i saw i guess the aesthetic of a dixie cup Oh yeah, green God. and purple. Yeah, there that. it is. Well, yeah, I would say that's more of a teal. Yeah, yeah. But I guess green is within the. Color it's in the. Teal. It's in the green color family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, it costs one hundred and thirteen dollars <gasps> on Amazon. It does. But so, the, wait, but that says eleven cents. Oh, for a per, thousand. Yeah. Uh, paper hot cup, which is different so than a cold cup. You can put coffee in it. Mm. It can. It will not melt. It will not burn a hole in coffee that's like that solo is that's like you'd see at a hotel that feel like that was like a hotel specific yeah it was nicer so yeah you could win dixie cups as your consolation prize i thought that was pretty pretty funny 
But maybe it was a sleeve of a thousand that was one hundred and thirteen dollars. It's so kind of a good. It's basically a great prize. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you could win up to. They eventually extended it so you could win twenty days in a row. So you could twenty. Yeah. So you could win. They wouldn't know, let you leave the studio. No, you were not allowed to leave until you won twenty in a row. Damn. Um. But yeah, that was. That was basically the show. In 1987, they took my advice when they brought it back with Bill Rafferty. Uh-huh. And they said, let's just make this one-on-one and change that makes the board more a little sense. bit. Let's yeah. just change the, change the shape of the board slightly so we can make it one-on-one. Um, and they did that. And I feel like... But what they also did was they made the $5,000 gold run a um, accruing jackpot. So if you mm. didn't win, now it was $10,000 the next time. I love that. Yeah. I love that. You like when when a jackpot gets larger, like However, like the like the um, the bad beat jackpot at the mm-hmm, casino. I do. I'm glad we were thinking the exact same thing there. I feel like that's not a good idea, though. Why is that? For budgeting purposes. Well, if your if your budget is we're gonna give out five thousand dollars in prizes every episode, then you come out exactly even. But you know they're not. You're not gonna get, have right. to do that. Right. But you are gonna for sure have to do the. Five, well, I guess you just right. hope that people win five thousand every episode at that point. So you're like, we never have to pay out seventy thousand dollars at once. Yeah, but it, it feels like if you're budgeting well, you just set aside that five thousand dollars every episode, and not you have think to worry game shows it. budget well? These dumbasses give away a million dollars. Yeah, but isn't that insured? Do you think they have insurance? They have to have insurance yeah, on that, right? Yeah, for sure. It's Which like it's funny that you're like, oh fuck, we somebody won. That's insured though. We, yeah, it's okay. We've been paying for that like monthly. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they they changed it to where it was one on one, and otherwise, and with the jackpot accrual, it was basically the same game. Milton Bradley made a uh, at home version. Nice, and still no blocks. Um, there was no blocks, no busters. It was it was still just a honeycomb of hexagons and letters that Happily you had to get from one hopping. side to the other. Yeah. Interestingly, uh, fact about this show, mm. we talked about Goods and Todman and how they have like a their hand in every single honeypot. Yes, exactly. Um, this was the first Goods and Todman game show to rerun on cable TV. Whoa! On Pat Robertson's christian broadcast network i was gonna say that sounds like a christian name yeah on the cbn in 1984 the very first country bumpkin yeah the country bumpkin network network (laughs) um hey y'all welcome back to to blockbusters (laughs) country bumpkin network hosts the blockbusters that's good come on down And and country bumpkin network. <laughs> you're not very you're not very good at improv. This is one of the things I'm learning about you. You're not very good at it. I'm rusty. <laughs> yeah. Wallace. Oh wow, now you're good. Never rusty, mind. Rusty Rusty Wallace, king of the country bumpkin network. <laughs> That's yep. Uh huh. Yeah, the Wild Frontier. I mean, that is basically Thank you. where the country bumpkin yes. network would would air. Um, yeah. So it was the very first Goodson Tobin game show to be re-aired on cable TV. Reruns, you know. Weren't much of a thing before the 80s, I guess. They were the um, hipsters of reruns. They they were. We were doing it before everybody was doing that it. That is true. 
Um, yeah, but that that's pretty much blockbusters, not blockbusters video, which I would have so much rather. You know what I would have rather watched than these episodes? Uh, just a still, Face off. just a still frame, thirty minutes of a blockbuster face face what do you mean just like uh, the storefront i would i would rather just okay. watch people walk in and out of a blockbuster the one in bend oregon or that's the only if one. this was this archival footage yes yeah the thing about blockbuster is like like i said face off because i know for a fact face off is a movie that i rented from a blockbuster video you were able to rent that is a very sexual movie is it are you you don't remember face off not very well. It's a it's a very sexual movie. Oh, they maybe switch. It, they switch partners because the face right, and so they fuck the other wife. Correct. Nice. Um, it's not nice. No, Would you, you gotta like mix, that. You gotta mix things up. Would you like one. that if somebody took your face and went home to your wife, and then they had to deal with their shit? Hey, like literally, am I going to get fact checked? CVS, get her that shit medication because (laughs) she's on the struggle bus right now. (laughs) Well, it all comes back together. Do you say that when you're having diarrhea? (laughs) Oh, I'm on the struggle bus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you say it as you're having diarrhea. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Just so people know around me. (laughs) (laughs) You're screaming it from the bathroom. Did you know? So the blockbuster that I went to as a as a youth in yours was Texas. at uh it, um like uh, ohio uh, uh, no um i don't want to say exactly where it was because of what i'm going to tell you next okay so the blockbuster that i went to um i think where you lived it had a you know they had the drop box so you could drop it in after hours if you mm-hmm. needed to yeah. you didn't have to go in the store I mean, that that's not specific to the blockbuster I went to, just to be clear. Okay. Um, but you would go there, you know, on a Friday night, and it was packed always. Quite on legacy. a Friday night. Yes. Yes. Um, it was packed constantly. Yeah. And, you know, the new releases had way more copies than, than the old releases. But anyway, that blockbuster um, closed, like all the other ones, except for the one in Bend, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And it is now a... Uh, dentist office that is the dentist office of our friend Brenda, who's a dentist. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Can you rent dentists? You you can rent the tools, like some of the drills. And oh, stuff like that's that. cool. <clears throat> the late fees will get you though. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I when we how we talk about the last blockbuster mm-hmm. being on Netflix. Um, I remember when Netflix first came out. Obviously, it was rental by mail sure there was no streaming uh you could have like was, two out at a time i think like you could pay for different levels of package yeah. and they would send you the dvd in a little envelope mm-hmm. and then you would send it back and they would send you you created a queue and they would send you the next one on your queue was the, the if it was it available right and so you would you would send it back they would get it back and send you next on your list um Around the same time, Blockbuster came out with a very similar service. And I remember I had it for a couple months, the Blockbuster one. Yeah. Because the advantage of it was you could take your mailer and bring it back to the Blockbuster store Mm -hmm. and get one at the store immediately. Yeah. 
as a trade out. So like that was awesome. That was a, an awesome bonus for it because like Netflix, you put it in the mail. Now it's like four or five days wait, because wait. You know, it's like two days there, two days back. Yep. Um, Not on Sunday, but if you lost right. in the mail, you could call the USPS. Exactly. So you know you're you're waiting four or five days for your next movie. If it, you know if it's the weekend, you watch one on Friday. You want to watch a new movie on Saturday. Yeah. You could take it back to Blockbuster, get a new movie for Saturday. Right. So I thought that was really cool, and I was like, well, Netflix is fucked because Blockbuster's got this network of stores all over the place. Uh huh. Yada yada yada. Turns out no, I guess. Um, I don't know where they went wrong because that does seem like. A pretty great system. I think where they went wrong was Netflix was like, hey, Blockbuster, we would like to sell ourselves to you. And Blockbuster was like, fad. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. So you're probably, you know what? You're probably going to be a billion dollar company that still can't turn a profit. Whoa. That's true. But it doesn't matter because they're still getting rich in the process. Are they though? Yeah. Well, how? Um, they owe, they have debts to who, people. But who's they? Investors. But not really. Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, Blockbuster, definitely. Do you know that the guy that started this company had such a large late fee from Blockbuster? That's why he said, he was like, <laughs> is, I have, Reed Hastings is the name of the guy who started Netflix. I'm not going to be able to work a nine to five and pay back this. Yeah. I have to start my own company mm-hmm. and hopefully just hit big. I remember I had, I got Netflix streaming and i think it was six dollars a month to get it because originally it was a (laughs) excuse me an aggressive sneeze i can't believe i sneezed um originally it was like a bundle you got streaming with your dvd rental service and then at one point they like separated it out so you get just the streaming for six dollars or something like that yeah and so i was like all right let me try this netflix thing and this was probably in college 2010 i think i would say is when this right after college yeah and very few people that i knew had netflix streaming at that oh oh, you're so cool you had everybody else is that where the story's going i heard before everybody else i did a service or the service got popular no 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 no, hold on so what i'm saying is like I had it before everybody else did. I right, was that's on, and that's what you were saying, and that's what I was right, saying. I was on the cutting edge. I I knew that right. this was the future. You were directly responsible for the death of Blockbuster. That's what you are to me, and you <laughs> stole that from a generation. You stole that happy feeling. Hey, family, let's go to. And now the family unit is falling apart, and I think that's directly related to the, to the death and the fall. Of Blockbuster. I think you're probably right about that, and I do have a lot of pride about that. <laughs> I will say, what we lived together in like 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, best years of my life. Same. Um, and uh, it was that was right when all the Blockbusters were going out of business. And I remember that was actually what started my Blu-ray collecting. I'm oh. A, I I didn't have any Blu-rays and uh, I didn't have a Blu-ray player even. Right. And Blockbusters started all going out of business and they would they were selling their Blu-rays for like two ninety nine, and at the time like Blu-rays were like twenty five dollars. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, we should like go to Blockbuster and buy these movies for two ninety nine because oh my like if it was a I, my uh, perspective on it was. If it was a movie that I might want to watch, it was going to cost me four to five dollars to rent it on iTunes. Yes, but I could own it for two ninety nine. So, 
that was a better deal for me. I own it forever for less than it would cost to rent it. Right. So let's go to Blockbuster and buy some of these Blu-rays. So me and our other roommate, Fran, would... I don't think you ever bought any Blu-rays, but me and Fran did. No, I didn't have a Blu-ray player because I couldn't well, I afford got, it. Well, I got one because of this. Because I was like, I got now I need a way to play these. Yeah. And I remember it got to the point where we would like call blockbusters in the Dallas Fort Worth area yeah. and they'd answer and we'd be like, hi, um, yeah, are you guys going out of business? Because we wanted to find where the, the you sales You wanted were. to scavenge. You wanted yes. to pick at the bones of a dying industry. Uh-huh. And they'd be like, uh, no. And then we'd call back like a couple weeks later and be like, hey, are you guys going into business? And they'd be like, yeah. And we'd be like, yeah, I figured. Right. Uh, so the, you're calling people and essentially what you're really asking is, do you have a, are you losing your job? And these yeah. poor teenagers uh-huh. are like, uh, yeah, dude. Come. And I'd be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> hang up the phone and I'd be like, and then you, you would go to the store and be like, are you the fucking idiot that's losing his job? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. We're them two. I have a Blu-rays. job. I have expendable income. I make 35K a year I can spend on Blu-rays. Um, and and I, then we would learn like what, because the way it worked was they'd say, oh, we're going out of business. We're, all of our inventory is on sale. And the Blu-rays are fourteen ninety nine, and then the next week they were twelve ninety nine, and then uh-huh. the next week they were nine ninety nine, and so by like the fifth week, that was when they were two ninety nine. It was like right. the, the week or two before they went out of business. Right. And so we would learn what movies went soon and what movies lasted. And so, like for example, we would know like, oh, Spider-Man. Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire, is always has twenty copies left at the end. <laughs> so we would go and like take like the Dark Knight. On when it was fourteen ninety nine, and put it in the middle of a stack of precious based oh, on the novel pushed by Sapphire, and then come back three weeks later, and <laughs> like I remember I had a, a note on my iPhone of what movies I hid at which blockbusters <laughs> behind what other movies I, I kept oh track so that I could go back later Dude. and find it when it was two nine nine, and sometimes it was gone, but sometimes it was still there. That's impressive. Yeah. What was the what was the best score you had? Uh, I can't remember. Look there, up the phone. It's uh, probably <laughs> on your phone it, still. It probably still is. But I don't know if I would have noted whether I ultimately got it or not mm. on the phone. But I I mean I ended up at the end of that with probably like thirty Blu-rays for like under a hundred dollars total. That's crazy. And since then. That started an unfortunate kind of uh, obsessive collection yeah. in my life, where I now own well over a thousand Blu-rays. Yeah, and then and that'll I, be obsolete in probably about five years. Well, I'm including um, 4K Blu-rays in that total oh, as well. Okay. Probably 200 of those are 4K. And do you do you still go to like Best Buys and hide? Uh, do you go to stores that you think are going to close down in 20 years? No, I wish. The problem is like now Best Buy, their Blu-ray section is like it keeps shrinking and shrinking um, because everybody's moving to digital. Yeah. But for my purposes, Blu-ray and 4K Blu-ray are still higher quality than you get from streaming, especially with the audio. You just have shitty internet. No, I have gigabit internet. Not enough. <laughs> not enough shit you need elon musk trip trigger get i and that then i guess i'll have to get that once once the blu-rays go away i'm gonna have to get trip trigger get from elon <laughs> and musk. that's exactly how you say it <laughs> yeah yeah so uh blockbusters the game show what are your final thoughts on it 
Um, final thoughts. Here's some things that I enjoyed about it. Okay. The style of the 80s was amazing. Yeah. That, I like, mean, game shows back then are just so much better. It looked like Disco got a 9 to 5 job. Yes. Is what it looked like. Um, I like that the contestants basically sat in each other's laps. They were very close to each other. Um, phenomenal hosting. Of course. Phenomenal the hosting. Dean of, the dean of game show The hosts. dean of game show host. You didn't even know that was his name when you wrote that note. I did. It did. Oh. Uh, the fast pace. The questions weren't super difficult. Uh-huh. I mean, some of them were 80s specific. Yeah, some of them were harder for us because we weren't alive. But it was a good general knowledge yep. uh, spread of question uh-huh. strength. And I liked that representative from the studio audience got a prize. Yeah. You know, and you don't ever see that anymore. You're right. I should get a prize for watching your stupid <laughs> Amazon show. I should get a prize for watching this. Um, and my only dislikes are where are the blocks, where's the busting? And that's a common complaint, I think, because obviously that was on my list of questions as well. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like we're playing a little loosey-goosey with the name here. What What is your... What's your make it better? My make it better is the name. Let's call it like Lucy Goosey. Hex is Wild or something like that. Ooh, or like um, Moneycomb. Ooh, that's it. It's Moneycomb. Oh, you can't fucking dude. question that. Moneycomb is the answer. Took me 10 seconds, God, you idiot. God, fucking Bill Cullen, you goddamn moron. Yeah, go die. Yeah, he did like oh, 30 years ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, Moneycomb. Oh, I like it. Let's go to NBC with a pitch of a revival okay. called Moneycomb. And it's the same exact thing, but the people have to be covered in bees. Well, I was going to say what happens is if you lose a game, because you know it's best two out of three. Yeah. Whoever loses the first game, you know like how you get slimed on Nickelodeon? You get honey. Uh, a big vat of honey gets dumped on your gross. head. Gross. And they release a bear. And, well, and, a trained bear. Yeah. <laughs> If you lose the second game, if you, you that's when they release the bear. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh, money come. Oh, man. All right. I, hey, guys, this is probably our last episode <laughs> because we're about to be fucking rich with our yeah. own game show. We're going to be a little busy. Mm-hmm. And somebody else will have to talk about us on their game show podcast. Hell yeah. But in the unlikely circumstance that NBC turns us down. Yeah, or, uh, or if somebody gets mauled by that bear. Yes, we will uh, probably see you guys next week. Yeah.